Since ancient times, people have believed that numbers symbolize a lot of things. And if you pay attention to the world, there's one particular number that seems to come up more than others. And like other numbers, this has an important place in modern culture. Because if you turn on the television or you read something, you'll often see this number. And it's best known because of a biblical reference, the number 10, the Ten Commandments. But if you watch David Letterman over the course of time, you'll know David Letterman's top 10. And if you speak to our guest today named Evan Carmichael, you'll hopefully have read his wonderful book called The Ten Rules of Success. And what I loved about the book, it just doesn't offer his rules. One of his rules is to model the master, and he brings in the 10 for Warren Buffett and Oprah Winfrey and Steve Jobs. However, in his top 10, there are two that strike my fancy. And for this show, we're going to talk about two. And I haven't told Evan what they are, but I'm going to bet they are the two most important on the path, perhaps to his transformation. But for all of our radio guests, these two come up the most. I'm Chuck Garcia, host of A Climb to the Top Stories of Transformation. Our show today is sponsored by Climber, C-L-M-B-R. Climber is the most efficient full-body cardio and strength fitness machine available within structure-led on-demand climbing and fitness classes. To learn more about Climber, C-L-M-B-R, and to purchase one in your home for a 20% discount, go to get.climber.com and input the code CHUCK20. That's get.clmbr.com for a 20% discount. Evan, welcome to A Climb to the Top. Thanks a lot, Chuck. First off, man, what an intro. Um, uh, uh, it's super humbling to be put in the same discussion as the Ten Commandments. Uh, I'll try to, I'll try my best to live up to that. And Climber sounds super interesting. I'm just checking out the website. I like, huh, I'm going to have to get me one of these too. Indeed, I hope you do because I'm a mountaineer. I don't know if you know that. So I have climbed mountains all over the world and I spend a lot of time in my fitness as I know you do, particularly being the purveyor of good health. But everyone I want to talk about too, and I loved your book. You've written a lot of books and most people know them. But I do a story, my own story is one of transformation. And as I learn about you, it is a continual series of transformations. Even though you stated in one of your commandments to model the masters, there are two that to me get a lot of attention because I teach college and I have a lot of students that are scared to death of not being perfect. So the two commandments that I think resonates are the two, your rules for success. I'm gonna do it backwards. Our number six, expect to suck. And then number four, which I think many people struggle with is be unique in a world where, oh my God, you're giving me advice that I might suck. And to be unique, that seems to be the hardest thing. What is it when you put down the ten, your 10 rules of success? Why expect to suck? Yeah, and listen, this was, uh, that book was a culmination of all of the research we've done in our YouTube videos. So if anybody's not familiar with my YouTube channel, a big chunk of what I do is try to distill the lessons from the most successful people of all time and what you can learn from them and, and package them together in usually 10 rules that you can learn from. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool if I took the 40 most popular videos on my channel around the top 10 rules for different people and see what's, what's consistent, you know, like what are, what's the, the consistent message over and over and over again from some of the world's most successful people. And that, ended up being in the book. So 
expect to suck is at the, at the beginning of whatever you do, it's probably not going to work out. And, and this is the big problem that people face and why we don't take the next step is because chances are, you know what something good looks like or sounds like. Um, if you're listening to Chuck and his show, say, that sounds like a awesome show. And Chuck's got the voice and he's got the setup and he's got his intro all down and you know what good sounds like. And you think, okay, so I, I know what good sounds like. Let me, let me try to do it. And then you go and you make your first video, your first interview, your first podcast. And it doesn't just suck. It's way worse than you thought you were going to be. You know, like you thought you didn't think you'd be Chuck level. You didn't think you'd be great, but you didn't expect to just be terrible. And, and then you record it. And as soon as the record button comes on, you forget what you were going to say. The energy's not there. There's a crackle in your voice. And it just like, wow, that's embarrassing. I can't believe how bad that was. It's worse than I even imagined. And I thought I was going to be bad going in. That really sucks. And what we normally do is then say, well, I suck then because I can't do the thing, then I suck as a human, right? When I'm saying expect to suck, it's not that you suck as a human. I actually think you're great for trying, for trying to do that new thing. You just suck at the skill. Why do you expect to be great at a skill the first time you're doing anything, right? You didn't just get on a bike and take off, but suddenly you can host your own show and be a rock star the first time out, right? Like, I think if you are great your first time, then you actually suck as a human because you should have started five years ago. Like your, your round one should suck. It should be embarrassing. And that's part of the journey and the climb. Climb, reference the climber. I like that. Uh, and I appreciate that. that. That's part of your climb. Go check out climber. Um, but, but the reason that I offer that, Evan, because I love this piece of advice. Mm -hmm. There is so much social anxiety, particularly in the world of social media, where everybody sees this level of perfection. And what I find is many people that I coach they want to be perfect. They, there, there is a fear that if I come out of the gate and I'm anything less than perfect, the amount of anxiety and social judgment that often surrounds them, they don't see as an opportunity, but a burden. What advice do you give to others who need to work their way through this and get comfortable in the discomfort? That whenever you can catch it, you move through it. Right. The problem is most of the time we can't catch it and we'll find really logical reasons for why we can't do the thing. Yeah. Even, even now doing this. So just before this, I did an interview on my channel with Tony Robbins. Right. And it was, it was the second time he's been on. I was super nervous to have him on, even though I've, I've had him on and all this. And I got so hot from it that I ended up uh, after it was done, I took off my, the hoodie that I usually wear. And on the, the five minute break I had before coming on here, I forgot to put my hoodie back on. So as soon as we went live here, I realized, oh, I'm in my undershirt. <laughs> well, it's good to have you here under, like, whether right, it's under well, or what do we care? We're just glad like, you're here. Yeah, at least I have a shirt on, right? He's like, oh, okay, well, let's go. Let's record, right? It's that, it's the leaning in to like, oh, it's not perfect. And, and listen, I could have said, hey, Chuck, hey, do you mind if I just go get my hoodie that I usually wear in my videos? And Chuck, constant professional would have said, of course, right? But, but that's not the point. The point is, it's not perfect. And I'm, and I'm even now today, not just what I've done for the past, you know, 12 years or whatever on YouTube, leaning into the discomfort. It's a daily practice, right? Cause I well, can still show up hopefully and give my best in my undershirt on Chuck show. This is unique content. 
you won't find a single interview of me in my undershirt anywhere. So now we are here doing it. <laughs> well, I'm, re I'm really glad that this is the day. And thank you to Tony for showing up. You know, we all love Tony. But the fact that he prompted you to say, oh, my God, you know, what, what am I wearing? I think that the reason, though, Evan, is why I loved your book. But often the people that I work with, the fear of judgment, the fear mm -hmm. of, oh, my God, I'm, I, if I suck at something, I'm going to feel to your point. I, I, I'm going to now suck, but here is where I want to lead. And this mm -hmm. is where I want to take the show. I often see a lot of conformity, the safety mm -hmm. in numbers. If somebody does something, many times they do it because everybody else is doing it just because it feels right. But your encouragement for people to be unique is often a difficult thing because people don't know how. And that's what I want to focus on because it's the uniqueness of an individual that they point to their transformation. Because when you transform, you can't be like anyone else. You are unique. To anyone who hasn't read your wonderful book, let's work through that and let's spend the time for the rest of the show. How do you get them to recognize, I want to be unique, I'm willing to be vulnerable, and I'm willing to make a mistakes in a world that often things look alike? So what I'll try to do is start with figuring out what their most important core value is. Mm -hmm. so, so we could even role play this. Like Chuck, if you had to pick your single most important core value in the world, don't worry about being perfect, mm -hmm. but something, what comes to mind? I would say my enthusiasm is a core value because it's been a part of me as long as I've known. Awesome. Uh, and enthusiasm will still be important to you when you're 95 years old. And when Actually, I'm long gone, I hope that what I've left people with is the mark that it mattered to me and that I hope I matter to them. So even knowing that is a, is a key to Chuck's uniqueness. And long-time listener to the show may have said, yeah, that, that's a total fit. You know, that's what Chuck always tries to bring. His, his enthusiasm when he comes on the air, when he brings on his guests, he just is enthusiasm. But you may not be able to say that word, but it makes sense when you hear it. Right. Chuck leaning in on more enthusiasm is his uniqueness. So in him having an over-the-top delivery, like it, it, I, what did I say at the beginning? Nobody's ever introduced me like that. And being referenced in the same sentence as the Ten Commandments is super humbling, right? Like it's only because I'm striving to live up to your rule to be unique. So you deserve a unique introduction. I get it, and that's and that's your enthusiasm coming out, which leads to your uniqueness. Right. So everybody, you know, you can't all be unique the same way. Then it's not unique anymore. Right. How you become unique is through the best expression of you, and and then that breaks down to the starting point of what's your most important core value. So Chuck needs to bring the best version of Chuck brings enthusiasm everywhere to the show, to his family, to his friends, to his team in his best moments. He's the most enthusiastic when he's not happy. If he's feeling low, uh, maybe not depressed, but not having the best days because there's a lack of enthusiasm. So how does he fix it to enthusiasm? More enthusiasm right. is always going to be the answer. And so I'm using Chuck as an example because you're, you're everybody listening, watching, you're the same thing. Just enthusiasm isn't your most important core value. You figure out what that is, and then you realize Chuck's probably been the most enthusiastic person he's known his whole life. <laughs> uh, there, there's some others, but I'd like to think I'm in a good group. But if you think about you know, his parents or his siblings or his friends growing up, they, he was probably always the most enthusiastic one. He might have even had family or people say, hey, don't be so out there, Chuck, you should be more like this to kind of fit in because that's a little 
too much. And that starts to squash the uniqueness. Right. And, and what you need to do is go the other way. You got to go all in on whatever would make you even more enthusiastic. And again, just using Chuck as an example for everybody listening, if you can figure out what's your most important core value and don't worry about being perfect, right? Just what word comes to mind immediately. You need more of that in your life. You need to express more of that outwardly as well. And, and when, you, when you identify what that is and you say, this is who I am, it gives you the confidence to go off and be it and not worry about other people's judgments and expectations anymore. Indeed. Without being able to identify it. You know, if somebody is just as enthusiastic as Chuck and they're getting, let's say they're getting slammed by their parents or friends and say, you shouldn't be like this, but they realize, oh wait, this is actually me. I need to go be more of it. Now you're not doing it to make your parents upset or your friends upset. It's not about them. It's about you expressing yourself. But when you don't know what that is, it's like you're walking on quicksand, uh, trying to be the best for everybody else and their version of what you want, but having no rock to stand on. Your, your who is what I call it, your who, your single most important core value is the rock that you stand on that gives you the confidence to make the decisions that allow you to be unique. Indeed. In fact, I want to finish up in the time that we have remaining with a factor. Now, what I know is we have been talking about a factor or a number 10. But if we multiply the X, what we get to is a number that is very familiar to you. And it's a big one because it starts with a B and it's a billion. And what I know that you're going to try to do is to help a billion people sometime between now and sometime in the future. Is your expectation that we will have a billion unique entrepreneurs doing what they do in the service of the 6 billion other people in the world. Is that what you're going for? I picked a number of a billion because I want something so big that I'm never going to hit it. Right. And then wake up every day trying to hit it. Indeed. I think yep. I, um, that was inspired by Ted Turner. Uh, his father I remember. Uh, yep. was a successful entrepreneur, yep. had this lifelong goal to hit whatever million dollars or whatever it was. And he hit it, realized his life was exactly the same. And then he killed himself. Uh, and that happens a lot. Like think about the goals that you've set for your life. You know, listeners, you, you created this goal, you hit it, and then you're still the same person. You know, you're still the same person you were yesterday. This little moment, this little sugar high of hitting it. And then you're still the same person. So Ted said, I'm going to set a goal so big that I'm never going to hit it. And so that's my kind of moonshot. Um, people ask me, how do I track it? Well, I'm not, I'm just trying to wake up every day and trying to have a giant impact on the world. Whether everybody should be an entrepreneur or not, um, that's not necessarily what I'm advocating for, but everybody, I believe, has what I call Michael Jordan-level genius at something. You're the best in the world at something. At being you. Yeah. Me, you, everybody watching, listening, you're the best in the world at something. And it's not what you went to school for, probably, and it's not what your parents are doing in their careers, probably. You got to find it. That's part of the journey. You got to climb. Climb is in my head now. You, you planted that, Chuck. Get your climber, guys. Climb's in my head. Well, this um, is a great call to action because what, what Evan is describing in the mode of this show called The Climb to the Top is we are all on our proverbial mountain. You, me, the billion people, and everyone in our lives. And what we know about mountain climbing, as soon as you get on the trailhead, you suck. And as you gain elevation, you suck some more because it gets harder. Yet we continue to climb and look to the summit that we may never achieve. And that's very much your billion because if we stay humble, knowing that that mountain, we respect the mountain and we're going to keep walking on it. So Evan, thank you very much for the time that you brought in here to talk about the two things, the call to action to our listening audience. 
While there are a lot of things that you can do, Evan's call to action, set expectations and expect to suck. But this is a good thing. There is an opportunity in that because that is the path to your transformation to be unique. And Evan, thank you very much for imparting that wisdom on this show. Can I share one more climbing? You bet, of course. Love to. So one of my favorite quotes of all time is a climbing quote. Uh, And it's beyond the mountains is more mountains. Mm -hmm. And I just love that idea of people think like, okay, I get to the top of the mountain and I made it. It's like, no, 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 no. You want to climb forever. There is no end. You don't want to end. That's why all these successful people say you have to love the process. You have to love the climb. And if you don't like the mountain you're on, go jump to a different mountain, but you don't want to stay at ground level, right? Imagine you're 40 years later, 60 years later, you're still in the same spot. You don't want to be there. You want to climb. And so beyond the mountain is more mountains. And the first time I heard that is like, yes, that's exactly it. So thank you for allowing me to share one of my favorite quick little stories too on the show. Well, I'm delighted and thank you for joining us because I think the theme here, our show today is sponsored by Climber, C-L-M-B-R, a full body cardio and strength fitness machine. They have reinvented what it means to climb without ever leaving your home. You can go to get.climber.com, get.clmbr.com, input the code Chuck 20 for a 20% discount. But Evan, the most important part, thank you for all of the wonderful energy and the climbing and the encouragement and the inspiration that you bring to all of your followers. I am grateful for that and blessed you've come onto the show. Thanks, Chuck. Appreciate you having me, man. You bet. And we'll be seeing you to all of our listeners, our show today. Our guest was Evan Carmichael, famous YouTuber, a wonderful human being, setting out to the world to climb how to help a billion people, recognizing on this beautiful mountain that we're on, we may never get there. But the takeaway here is expect to suck, be unique, and keep climbing. Signing off, Evan, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Jack. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.